You're listening to Gospel Centered Rest, a podcast by Grace Bible Church in Cambridge, Ontario, dealing with topics of life and theology and how Christ's promise of rest for the weary and the heavy laden gives us strength for today and hope for tomorrow. We're back early. We weren't supposed to show up until September. Like September. Just couldn't wait. Just needed to... (laughs) To talk? Needed to say something. (laughs) Needed the world to hear our message. Oh, boy. No. I don't know if it's that. Well, it's been all summer, and so there's lots of... uh, Lots that we could talk about. There's mm-hmm. been lots that's been going on. Yep. Even as as a in the life of our church, man, there's been lots of opportunities to care for each other. Yep. Yeah. And things happening in people's lives. Um, but we've been going through this study, this series this summer on when God asks questions. Mm-hmm. And so what we've been doing is going through the different questions in scripture. So we started in Genesis. Yes. Started in Genesis with yeah, Byron. Byron. Who Kane. is, say hi, Byron. Yeah, he, sadly he's not here. He's not here right now. That's okay. Maybe he'll come in halfway through. Um, but we started with, um, with Genesis and then Byron also. The following week we did question uh that god asks elijah what are you doing there elijah mm-hmm. and then i did by the way i wanted to do that one you did yeah <laughs> i'm glad i did i'm glad byron did yeah did were a great you, job were you a little disappointed when you came back and you're like no oh. i knew he was gonna do it but yeah that's that's such a i mean any all the questions I mean, yeah really, yeah yeah they are they are all really special mm-hmm. now david why do you think it's like that's such an important um, thing that we're looking at this this summer. Like, well, like what what kind of captured you with that with that theme? Yeah, uh, one one of the passages I did was Isaiah forty, which the mm-hmm. first thirty nine chapters of Isaiah rather discouraging, and the people are uh, uh, especially right right in. Uh, sorry, I'm just having to adjust my mic. Um, Right uh, at the end of, or right before Isaiah 40, Isaiah 39, I mean, there's yeah. just some really discouraging news. Uh, you know, a, a godly king who uh, began well just doesn't seem to end well. And then yeah. it's like that final judgment is going to come upon the people. Or the, the judgment's going to, the final declaration that this is actually going to happen. The people are going to go into Babylon. Yeah. So, um, and, and, uh, I, and then um, we come to, uh, we come to Isaiah 40 and, uh, he begins to ask questions, uh, and I just think the we know people who've asked us questions and taken an interest in us, mm-hmm. and that's what the Bible does, and that's what questions from God yeah. uh, do to us. It's He is holy, He's transcendent, He's mm-hmm. you know like Isaiah, he, He's the the God who holds the the oceans in the hollow of his hand mm-hmm. and he's coming to us and he says, like he's taking a personal interest in us. He says, I know that this is not in a sense how you wanted to turn out, although it is how they wanted to turn out because they mm-hmm. wouldn't repent of their sins. Um, and he says like, do you not know? Have you not heard? And we've had people do that in our life imperfectly. You and I do that in people's mm-hmm. lives imperfectly, but God just, does it perfectly. So I think that's what, you know, like Cain or Jonah, 
Uh, yeah. You you preached on Jonah, and here's Jonah, and he's like this wandering soul, this wandering mm-hmm. prophet, and he's he's a little lost, he's a little little yeah. upset, all this, and yeah, God still God's there, yeah, um, and I think it's that that sense of God's presence in our sometimes in our rebellious times and sometimes difficult times and just sometimes we're just living life. Yeah. Like if you think about it, that was his first response to Adam and Eve yeah. was to go and ask them a question. Yeah. And I then, think we, we failed on that. We should have done that one. I had <laughs> yeah. contemplated it, but yeah, yeah it yeah. is like, where are you? Yeah. What a, an amazing first question. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, we, uh, like I've talked, like I talked about this, I think, when I was preaching through Jonah, um, or maybe it was Haggai. I think it was Haggai, mm. but um, but we do that with our children, right? We ask we ask the question, mm. "Why did you do that? Yeah. What are you doing?" Yeah. Um, and typically, the answer we get from our children is, "I don't know," yeah. <laughs> or uh, yeah. you know, uh, "Why did you? Why did you hit your brother, or your sister? Or why did you um, respond this way?" And yeah. and um, I think that there's so much grace and so many good lessons that can be learned just with a question. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's personal, but the other thing that I've noticed through the various passages that uh, we've been able to, been able to, to share with the people at grace is um, they're per, they're not only personal, but they're heart questions. Yeah. Like they, you know, <laughs> Like they're questions that we don't regularly welcome. So it's mm. just God being very honest with us. So I know we didn't do Genesis three, but as you mentioned, the first one is where are you, which is a very gracious question. Mm-hmm. But the second one is who told you that you were naked? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, well, like that's, that's the heart of the, like, that's the issue. Like who told you what mm-hmm. happened? Uh, and so uh, we talked um, about uh, from Matthew 11 and, John preparing us to meet Jesus and, uh, you know, again, the, the questions that uh, John and Jesus mm-hmm. ask are not just very personal questions, but they, they tell us what's wrong with ourselves. Um, they say, like John's question, that the very thing that John struggles with, it was the very thing that we struggle with, even on this side of the cross, um, or what it is to prepare to meet Jesus and mm-hmm. Uh, you know, John asking, are you the one who is to come? I mean, that is one of the, when when we're coming to Jesus, that's what we're trying to figure out. Are are we to expect you or somebody else? And then Jesus, uh, basically, you know, John's discouraged because of Jesus' ministry. John's discouraged because of his ministry. He's in prison. And then basically the the follow-up questions that that Jesus asks, uh, basically he says, like, how did you, what did you do with the ministry of John? Mm-hmm. Um, d- you wanted him to be a reed that swayed, uh, be from the palace, you know, all this soft stuff. Uh, but he's a prophet mm-hmm. and, um, he didn't waver. And then he talked about this unresponsive generation. So they, uh, John didn't come eating and drinking. Jesus did. So John, um, has a demon and Jesus is a glutton and glutton and, uh, mm-hmm. drunkard. And, I mean, it just shows we, we do not under, we need the questions of God because we do not understand our own heart and we need God's questions to probe us. And I think that's an issue, you know, it was, you know, it's an issue with unbelievers and with believers. We, Mm -hmm. we have a difficult time understanding that God really 
goes for the heart of, he knows our issue. He knows the questions that we're not asking. And he is just so faithful in doing that in our lives. So that's, I think that's a few reasons why it's been a good series. Yeah. Yeah. Something else I've noticed too, it's with him addressing the heart, it's always been him addressing like a theological problem mm. that we, that, that we as humans might have in our belief and our understanding of who he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, like if you trace these questions, it, it, they all ultimately point to his character, his grace, his sovereignty, his control, his grandeur, mm-hmm. bringing the glory and honor back to him and yeah. focus on him yeah. rather than on the here and now and circumstances and um, the idols um, that we can be struggling with here and now. But what I love about each of these questions that we've studied is it's it's brought us on this journey and this pathway um, from the core of our hearts to seeing the glory and goodness of God mm-hmm. um, in all these situations. Like even the question asked of Jonah, like, like, is it right, Jonah, for you to be angry? Mm-hmm. Like, is it right for you to be angry about me showing my compassion mm-hmm. and my grace and my mercy to these people? Yeah. And the obvious answer is, is of course not. Yeah. Of course it's yeah. not right. Uh, you think back to Elijah, like, what are you doing here, Elijah? Mm-hmm. Like, why are you trying to do this on your own? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm here to help. Mm-hmm. Uh, even some questions we didn't even tackle uh, this summer, but you think of the whole conversation with God and Job, probably the mm-hmm. most famous example of all, yeah. um, the more the most people know of. But what, what does he do? He probes Job with these theological questions, these questions of bringing Job's focus back to his goodness. And in doing so, like he does it so patiently. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I loved about yeah. this is you just see such patience yeah. and grace. Yeah, he asks very difficult questions, but he draws us into the conversation. Yeah. We have a difficult, our, he asked offensive, he, God asked, mm-hmm. and, and Jesus does too. It, he's, and, and that's why, you know, in John or in Matthew, um, he says after uh, talking about his ministry, he says, and blessed is the one who isn't offended by me. Mm-hmm. So um, maybe some people were offended by the questions. Mm-hmm. And, and probably there's a certain sense in which we should recognize if we weren't, we probably should be. Yeah. Uh, because that change needs to happen in our heart. Like, do I really, you know, we, we talk about, we talked a bit about in, in Matthew 11 with the ministry of John. Mm-hmm. Like, do we really submit to the ministry of Jesus? Yeah. Um, how much of my, how many of my prayers and the longings of my heart are for Jesus to serve me rather than me serve Jesus as he is. Mm-hmm. And uh, as we mentioned Sunday morning, I mean, I think it's it's a great difficulty within the church today that we will remove the offensive parts so no one's offended by Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we won't talk about repentance or confession or sin or we won't mention, you know, certain lifestyle issue or lifestyles or you know the gender issue or whatever it is that these days and those are just Mm -hmm. and and still you know jesus welcomes people but it's just it's sin Mm -hmm. it's just sin and and we put all sorts of other names to it and that's why john prepares us to meet jesus he says you need you need to repent you you need to to uh, come, sorry, I hit something. You need to come before, yeah. before Jesus, before you meet Jesus, you need to 
we need to understand that Jesus, you know, Jesus is in the right here. We're not. And Mm -hmm. so how do we uh, not be offended by it? And uh, I think that's, in in, in short, that's also part of the sanctification process Mm -hmm. that we go through. Mm-hmm. to bow to the sovereignty of God uh, and to, to bow to the person of Christ as he is. Mm-hmm. It really is a, a lane, a lane bear. What's really going on in our hearts when he's asked these questions yeah. and uh, back to your example of Matthew 11, I mean, ultimately what does, what does Jesus lead the conversation to at the end of Matthew 11? It's the yeah. come unto me. Oh, all who are weary and heavy laden. The calling of God and yeah. then the the rest found in Jesus. Yeah. No, I, th- I think it's, uh, I think it's remarkable. And, you know, like in, in, our, again, in our culture, you know, um, we want, people want us to affirm, uh, you know, we're, we're affirming and, uh, and, or they want, um, you know, they want, uh, you know, just certain parts and Jesus just doesn't let it go. Um, he, he says, you know, like you wanted, you wanted John to, to eat and drink. You wanted me to not eat with sinners. And he says, yet wisdom is vindicated by her deeds. So everything John and Jesus did. And I think part of that let yet wisdom is vindicated by her deeds is the part that John didn't see is Jesus on the cross and his resurrection mm-hmm. and his resurrection vindicated and you know, in an in an even more powerful way, his ascension and one day his return vindicates everything that Jesus did, uh, and so so you do have this, um, uh, and and then you begin to understand the idea, like you mentioned, of rest at the end. Like it's just so good to yeah. not have to figure it out. Um, yeah. I mean, we wrestle with with things in life, but just knowing that God is the one who has conversations. He's asking us questions. He's asking our culture questions, like in verse 16 of Matthew 11, to, to what should I compare this generation? Mm-hmm. Um, what, what should we compare this generation? And even before he gets to the rest, he basically says, listen, if you know the, the people had the same miracles that you had, basically they would have, wouldn't have come under judgment, but now you're under judgment. Yeah, it's it's amazing because he has the conversation so perfectly. Mm-hmm. Everything he says in this passage is like done. Of course, he's Jesus, yeah. but like done in just such a such a perfect way. And the things that he says and how he says them, and the whole discussion and the journey he takes them on, and explaining this and asking them these provoking questions, mm-hmm. these revealing questions. Of, of their hearts is, is what he does with us. Yeah. And the, and it's interesting that we're talking about two aspects where he's personal and yet he's very honest. Yeah. And I sometimes think that's, you know, part of being in this generation, how are we personal? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we don't go up to people, maybe like John, the, how John the Baptist did his ministry and said, you brood of vipers. Um, and yet, you know, people were still drawn to him. So that was part of his context, but it may not work in our context. So how are we personal? But how are we honest? So that, you know, it's the gospel that offends. It's Jesus that offends. It's not us that offends. So mm-hmm. this, um, how Jesus asks questions, the context. And I think one of the, one of the key things of understanding how, G, how God or when God asks questions is he knows our story. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And, and so, you know, it's like Jesus asking the Samaritan woman, I don't know if we referenced this before, but I think it's just astounding. They're having a nice conversation about living water and everything. And then Jesus says, Mm -hmm. go and, you know, get your husband. And it's (laughs) like, of all the, ah, that would have just, you know, you, you wonder if she just froze at that point and I don't have a husband. Well, you're right. But that just shows that Jesus knew her story. And, um, you know, what, what you pray is people have the same response as that woman where she said later she was bringing all the people, like her town, to meet Jesus. Like, this man knows everything about me. Mm-hmm. And that, those are the kinds of questions God asks, Jesus asks. He knows everything about us. He knows the questions. He knows the issues of our heart. And yet he, he, we still feel welcome by him. Mm-hmm. We still experience that welcome. He can know everything. He'll deal with our heart. We bow before him. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're welcome to, to find rest in him. That's what I loved about the little study too we did in, in, in Haggai, talking about the question where God asks, you know, is it time for you to live in your paneled housing while, houses while my house lies in ruins? Um, there's so much that happens in the book of Haggai where it's all about asking the hard question, the difficult conversation, leading to later on in chapter one and into chapter two, where the Lord promises the Israelites, he says, I am with you. Mm. Like the whole, the whole point of that question was to expose their hearts, their sin, um, their, their, wrong priorities, the things that they're focusing on that they weren't supposed to focus on to get them to a place of, of rest and to get them to a place of being with God and of God being with them. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, it's just awesome. You yeah. see that in this book and then hundreds of years later, yeah. you get Matthew 11. Mm. It's the same thing, just packaged yeah. differently and explained differently mm-hmm. leading to that rest and presence with God. And that, and that's good because it's true. Like you think those are kind of aha moments. It's mm-hmm. thank you, Lord. I wasn't, I didn't recognize that was me. Yeah. I didn't yeah. see that in my life. But, and again, we, we draw back to where we began people in our lives. Mm-hmm. We're so thankful when people, you know, ask us those questions and, and we begin to see life differently. We, we need change. We need growth. Mm-hmm. We need that communion with God. We need that communion with one another. So, I think that's part of, you know, us going through this series as well as building conversations with one another where we ask where we're, we're personal with one another, yeah. but we're comfortable asking and being asked mm-hmm. questions that will challenge us uh, and that will, will help us, as you mentioned, maybe it's reorientating our priorities or maybe it's growing in communion with God or, Maybe it's a sin in our life where are just not understanding who God is. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, there's, there's lots of benefits to this one small study yeah. uh, in the Bible. Yeah. Like um, James chapter one talks about how every good and perfect gift comes from God. Well, all these questions and God's plan for us is good and it's perfect. Mm-hmm. And what our sin does is it tries to convince us otherwise, that it's not good, that it's not perfect. Mm-hmm. But you look at all these questions and all these stories that we've been studying this summer, and it is good. He is good, and he does have what's best for us. 
and what's best for us is is part of bringing honor and glory to him mm-hmm. and pointing to his goodness and reflecting his goodness and all of these things that we've been talking about from Genesis yeah. all the way to the book of Matthew. Yeah. Now this coming Sunday, what are uh, we doing? Um, Matthew 16, who do you say that I am? Great. So how does John prepare us to meet Jesus? And then this Sunday, how do we meet Jesus? Um, and it come, it's the question of how, who, who is Jesus? Who do we say that Jesus is? And Amazing. yeah, it's good. And then how, once we answer that question, it's life changing. Mm-hmm. And that's why we read in Matthew about Jesus explaining the cross and then what it is to take up our cross. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, looking Good. forward to it. Thanks, Tyler. Great series. Great discussion. 